Welcome back. It's loaded and rolling. I'm Thomas Wasson, trucking expert here at Freight Waves. Going to be diving into some data today. Now, this is technically the second week of December here. It's 12-12 for those of you paying attention. And uh, one of the big things talking about everyone, everyone's mind, of course, is the 2024 economic outlook. I know the Summer Olympics are also coming up, but right now in the freight world, uh, this is the time where we want to figure things out. And one of the cool things this is uh, we're going to be talking about uh, today, as well as bringing in our guest to talk about it. It's uh, the folks at Motive have recently released an outlook on the physical economy uh, survey data. We're going to have some uh, charts as well that we're going to use to pull up. Let me look at this real quick here. One of the big cool takeaways as well that we're going to be diving into, you can lose over $1 million in revenue in the last year, how businesses with physical ops uh, due to all these cost, instability, labor, social supply chains. So let's get right to it. Let's dive right in. So uh, the gentleman who's going to be joining us today is Hamish Woodrow. He's data scientist and head of strategic analytics at Motive. I talked to you back in July, but you know, with the holidays coming up, a lot more presents and nuggets of knowledge. Uh, for folks who are unaware, uh, tell us about uh, uh, what you do at Motive and uh, a little bit about this report. Yeah, sure. And uh, great to be back on the show, Thomas. So, um, so yeah, we, we released the uh, State of the Physical Economy report. So it's a survey of uh, a thousand uh, leaders across uh, oil and gas, construction, trucking, transportation. And what we're, we're really trying to find out from them is what are the greatest challenges they have exiting 2023 and what are they looking at in 2024? And I think as we all know, it's a really challenging environment right now. The last couple of years have just been almost exhausting in terms of how challenging as a leader in a company um, it, it is. And so we really just want to get a pulse check. And so, you know, right now what they're telling us is rising costs, really big issue coming out of 2023. Uh, economic instability is uh, is also hampering them a lot. And overall, they, they, across the leaders that we talked to in the industries we talked to, we, we found out that about uh, all of them are spending about a million dollars worth of revenue impact this year alone from purely rising cost, economic instability, and labor issues. That's what I was thinking as well, because some of the challenges, I'm looking at the survey data, we should have one on, uh, let me look real quick here, uh, planning to invest, opportunities and challenges. We're going to look at the biggest biz threats. I got a chart. We're going to toss it up here on the screen in a minute. Uh, provided. And uh, one of the biggest threats, uh, I do feel like that rising costs, uh, let me see if we got it brought up here, was it 59% economic instability, 51 uh, labor shortages and talent retention at 45. Uh, do you feel like even in the past 12 months, this is more of the past, you know, three years situation or anything things stand out in terms of uh, some recent additions, what they're thinking? I think overall, like, uh, you know, something that's changed a lot, if you think about the industry over the last couple of years is, you know, 2021 was generally like a pretty boom period in, in the industry. Like, uh, your revenue side was, there's a lot of demand coming out. You, you saw prices generally going up. Uh, if we think about the situation just now in 2023, there's a lot of actually like, um, uh, there's a lot less demand. There's kind of slowing uh, demand from from the consumer as well, and, and that's impacting your business at the same time as like your costs are going up. You just don't have that much to uh, to pass on to others, and so like overall, the margins of businesses are being compressed a lot. And I think uh, what we're seeing through this survey is that all the leaders are really like narrowing in on how can I um, uh, look at all the inefficiencies of the business, um, what can I control, and uh, and um, 
and just trying to uh, do a better job of managing the businesses. But it's really tough in, in, in the environment of economic instability. You know, uh, this year has been more stable. We've seen less fluctuations uh, than we did in 2022, where you saw you know diesel prices jump from 380 to, to 571 uh, during the course of the year. They came back down, but then even in July, we saw a big jump in, in diesel prices, where like July to August, in three weeks, the diesel price went up close to 20%, 18%, and 28% in, in, in the likes of California as well. So these massive changes to what is your fundamental costs of running businesses are really hard for leaders to, to contend with and, um, and it, it just a, a real struggle at the moment. And they continue to become struggle. struggle. And one of the things I thought was interesting as we're thinking of this cost and instability was that in spite of, uh, you know, the, the data showing that these are some serious issues with those rising cost labor, uh, half of all leaders think that in the next year, it's going to be better. 18% were about the same and 32% thought it would be worse. Uh, I was kind of surprised because a lot of the talk, at least on the trucking segment as well, uh, I guess if you ask the carriers, they're going to think it's a lot worse, but maybe some of these retailers and shippers have a more rosier outlook. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's what you're going to see is a little bit of uh, divergence by industry as to, to how things are, are faring. And we, we see that across uh, our client base, but also, you know, trucking has been going through a, a really tough time um, and continues to. And we, you know, we expect on our side to see tightening uh, kind of mid uh, mid next year in the industry. But at the same time, you know, we're working through a lot of overcapacity coming out of that, uh, the COVID uh, period. Um, but I think also what I take from it is, yeah, 50% of people are uh, looking for improvement next year. But I, there's also a good majority who either don't know uh, or are expecting it to be worse. And I think it also shows the spread of, uh, of uncertainty coming into this period of time. Like people are, are not all on the same perspective. And I think that's one of the things like we spend a lot of time thinking about, I spend a lot of time thinking about is, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. So how can you manage your business better? What, what do you do in an uncertain period of time? You also, you know, you, you, the economy overall is an uncertain uh, going into 2024. And you're going to, you know, you can pick up any sort of journal and, and read different points of view every week. So it, that's a pretty tough situation for leaders that need to be making decisions. And I feel like there's a really cool one as well, lacking, talking about data silo, lack of information. I saw that all the time. And I feel like for folks, regardless if you're in a large org, trucking, uh, logistics, supply chain, or whatever, uh, the siloing of data, I'm going to give out one of the factoids here, nearly half or 46% of leaders uh, are using more than 10 individual tools for their operation. 30%, one out of three said, I'm using too many tools to count. I feel like I've seen this before in my own professional experience, but uh, uh, it's kind of a striking fact that you get to a point and you're like, well, I just, I just don't know. Yeah. And, and then the thing is you're getting a lot pushed on to you and like having that sort of uh, 360 view of your business is kind of critical when you're trying to do efficiencies. Everybody is being pushed for operational efficiencies right now, but how can you do it if you don't even know where your cost basis are? And so that's a real challenge. And, and us is, you know, we work in, uh, in the technology field where there's a lot of opportunity to get much rounder views of your business, but it is a challenge. Like if you're trying to optimize your business, you need to know where, where, um, not only are your assets, but also where's your expenditures and uh, something coming out of that report overall is, um, is yeah, there's a lack of visibility through tooling, just too many t uh, tools, not a single pane of glass to be able to view your business through, but also like, you know, uh, I think about 40% of leaders saying that uh, on a monthly basis, they sometimes don't know uh, where all their vehicles are. Um, these are like, 
uh, um, real sort of issues as you really are trying to compete in this environment that's pretty challenging where your costs are rising, you're trying to maintain them under, under control, and it's really not working in your favor to, uh, to kind of have a limit to the, the visibility you have over, over what is a pretty capitally intensive industry across every sector. There's a lot of capital going out there. An area near and dear to my heart is losing your assets. That 44% admitted to losing their vehicles at least monthly. Yeah. Uh, they, it got to a point at a large carrier like US Express, there's a special team of people because when you have like tens of thousands of trailers, you just lose a few. So there's always a report where you're looking for t- assets, tractors and trailers because uh, I don't think people understand how common that can be and also how that ties into, well, if you can't remember how many visibility things you're doing and you got the wrong login, how are you going to find the asset that's using that specific visibility platform. Yeah, and then how do you control any of the costs? So it's like a super, like, you know, when I think about a lot of the problems that we face and I focus on data, you start with getting the data. Like, you start with, like, the fundamentals. Can you measure stuff? And if you can't measure stuff, you can't improve improve a lot of the the, um, the optimizations you want to run as a business. And so starting with measurement, you can get much smarter, much fancier later on, but really you need to have like visibility. And, and I think that was one of the things that I took out from it. It resonates a lot with my own experience as well. Um, it's just, it's just a, the starting point. And I think especially you're going to see the, uh, that every leader is going to be forced to like reconcile um, every cost basis, get visibility into every department. And, and some companies are already doing it. We're seeing it a lot, but uh, I think it's going to be the continual theme through 2024. It's like, in order to stay competitive, you need to be looking at your uh, your margins. And I think especially on the trucking side, you know, spot prices haven't moved a lot. Like, uh, you know, the fluctuations in diesel prices are pretty pretty large. Your fundamental costs are going up. Um, you know, inflation is not helping um, overall in, in terms of uh, your rising costs. And then there's also a lot of instability in terms of, um, of the businesses themselves in terms of uh, knowing uh, how your contracts are going to be over the 2024 period. So, you know, one of the best ways you can defend yourself as a business is getting visibility and optimizing in, in your primary cost centers. And I feel like that ties into fraud as well. Uh, there'd been a lot of talk recently, load board fraud, uh, spoofing MC numbers, even spoofing a shipper. Uh, it's getting very, very, uh, uh, you know, uh, not only complicated, but they're getting better at it. One of the interesting things I th- saw on here was prices. Uh, leaders estimate 19% of their fleet spending may be fraudulent. If you're in construction, maybe 22%. Uh, We're still looking for what, Jimmy Hoffa and his uh, his uh, concrete shoes. Uh, but 19 to 22%, uh, putting it in numbers like that, uh, that, that sounds a little concerning. What, one out of five almost, right? Yeah, and I think that's, again, it goes back to kind of this visibility thing. It's like, if you can't track something, if you don't even know where a truck is, how can you start to really like narrow in on what's true utilization, what's true fuel spend, um, you know, where your assets are. I think it's, it, it's, it's some, one of these hidden costs of doing business that, you know, it, it doesn't get as much t- uh, talked about. It, it gets sort of every so often brought up, but it's really, I think is at this point in time where you, you know, overall you're trying to manage your cash uh, uh, as well as you can. The cost of capital is, is, is going going up and just like uh, you need to be looking at things like fraud. You need to be looking at like also protecting yourself against the, uh, against it uh, in your business and auditing your business and, 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 and really looking what are unnatural costs, what costs can be saved. And it's a difficult one. And I think it really goes back to that point of like visibility. Start with visibility. You can start looking at things like fuel spend.
you can start looking at fuel, uh, fuel fraud, which, you know, we, we sent out another report a couple of months ago, looking at like the impact of fuel fraud, uh, across major enterprise companies. And, and it's significant there. And especially at the cost of diesel right now, especially when you look at it in the last sort of 10 years, cost of diesel is still really high, even if it's come down from 2022. You got to be thinking about where you're, where all the money that's outflowing from your business is going. It's going to get pushed uh, over the next 12 months on the revenue side, for sure. And I'm kind of curious about that fuel fraud as well. I wonder if that includes drivers using their fuel cards. I know some fuel cards give you like 20 or 50 bucks a day for extra stuff. I wonder if that was one of the big things or if it's literally like one of those skimmers where they take your fuel card and the next thing you know, uh, someone's buying Amazon gift cards with your fleet card. Yeah, and we see a, a wide variety. So you have everything from, uh, you know, uh, the likes of, of fraud at the pump uh, with uh, the, the cards themselves getting scan- scanned. And, and, you know, those are becoming more sophisticated. You do see things getting deployed to, you know, between like text message verification on the driver's side to, um, you know, inputting more data at the pump. There's, there's different things against that, but there's also a, a more simple fraud of like uh, where like uh, not, the uh, full tank is not fueled up where like uh there's there's fuel being skimmed off where like the location uh, data is different from where the, the expenditures are versus where the trucks actually are and so you know there's various aspects uh all, these things become more and more sophisticated every year and so you really do need to actually kind of adopt tech uh in terms of understanding your your assets and the bigger the company gets the harder it gets to manage these things um especially at the moment where a lot of resources are constrained you know labor there is certain expertise in labor shortage uh, that we're st- still seeing um uh in certain parts of the industry so it's just a tough problem to manage on, uh overall and kind of looking at things to manage as well, uh, technology so one of the only aspects they can control but at the same time we're looking at uh, these opportunities in the next 12 months. Let's look at this real quick. I think I have the chart as well. Uh, it should be 33% of respondents said uh, biggest opportunities for next year updated your tech. Uh, the other one on this chart for opportunities is economic stability. So decreased interest rates, uh, inflation capital, 31%. Improvements in supply chain, 31%. One out of three increases in consumer demand. So that seems like in terms of like what they're thinking, I, I think it was impressive with the technology. Is this a situation where uh, you know, you're hoping that it works or is now the time in this lean market to make the changes? Should I start looking at buying technology? Are we at a certain cycle, if that makes any sense? Yeah, I actually think it's super interesting. You know, we, we hear a lot about uh, AI overall and, uh, and its impact to, to companies. And you hear a lot, you know, every day in the news, you're going to hear something different. I actually think there's significant application in kind of aiding decision making. And we see that even in the leaders surveyed that they really see uh, it helping in their decision making um, in managing operations. I think one of the things that in general you'll find is a lot of companies run re- really lean. And so managing very large scale operations, highly complex. Um, but if you achieve the visibility problem at, at the start, you can start doing some pretty smart stuff around like, um, you know, I see it all the time with driver coaching. Like, you can't watch thousands of hours of videos, but you can have something, uh, uh, you know, prog- programmatically watch, look for driver behaviors or look for vehicle behaviors to improve coaching. You can see uh, th- things like that, which, you know, essentially the system can uh, can go out and make you more effective and ultimately bring down the likes of insurance premiums. Well, the same goes for fuel. Like you can do um, a lot smartly in, in adapting technology to look at, 
how you can improve fuel. And so if you really look at the main sort of operating costs of companies in transportation logistics, well, I guess there's a huge opportunity to deploy correct technology to, to help you in those problems. Um, and I think that's what we saw across the leaders we surveyed, surveyed, especially like a lot of sentiment in the VP and C-suite levels where they, they really see that they're going to need help in, uh, in managing the next couple of years of uncertainty. And, um, and I think tech has a huge opportunity to play in the industry uh, in order to support that. I think the AI is really cool. A lot of the telematics companies as well, trying to harvest all of this data, you know, the more carriers you have, the more profiles and data points you're getting, the more you can predict this behavior. Uh, have you all noticed in your conversations, is it slowly getting more adoption or is there still a big learning curve in changing the way you do business? It used to be you send a fleet safety message over your Qualcomm or something, or and then you would basically just, if something happened reactively, oh, I need to coach it. But now with the new tech, you can almost predict it before it occurs based on heartbreaking events, deceleration and, and other factors. Yeah, that's, and we see that 70 plus percent of le- leaders believe like uh, the likes of AI dash cams have had a positive impact on safety on the road. So we definitely see that that's recognized in kind of the value proposition of the technology. I think, you know, there continues to be um, improvements that can be made, but I think it's clear that you will impact safety on the road through getting visibility and and getting technology to help you in in managing really large fleets and again to your point it's proactive i think about it from like point of view of like you know small events small uh, behaviors be it like very hard braking accelerations um switching lanes without proper indication these ultimately lead to critical events and there's a you know a ratio that you can really look at of like so many uh, uh, sort of uh, safety events will ultimately lead to, to an accident. And so really, like by managing all the upfront uh, events, you can really reduce your risk of accidents. And we see it in fleets. Like I, uh, one of the things that my department does is really look at uh, the impact of deploying technology on companies. We see companies with 50% plus accident reduction. Um, over uh, uh, over the time of implementation. And you really do see the impact both on safety event reduction, active coaching programs being much more effective by having technology installed. And so I, like that's uh, for me, it's actually a really exciting uh, place right now that we see is because really like there's a lot of things happening in, in, in AI spheres. It's, it's super fascinating to keep up with it and read it. But really where, where I see stuff getting used right now in the transportation sector um, and overall the physical economy, you can meet uh, really where AI is today and actually impact the workflows of people uh, on the ground every single day and actually change behaviors and, and have positive outcomes, be it from like efficiencies of companies and how you run it and reducing costs to safety events. Like that's super critical. Um, it's a big issue for every company is top of mind. It's the one that keeps you up at night. And um, the fact that right now with technology we have, we can already have impacts on that is for me like a really exciting area that like to be honest the, the industry is kind of leading in, in terms of real applications which are changing like the workflows of, of uh, fleet managers today that was really cool ai uh the nearly 70 percent, 69 percent think AI is going to have a positive impact 73 percent agree roads are safer i got a, a fun question here on a distribution because i have a feeling with ai now my theory my hot freight take is that driver issues and corrections follow a pareto distribution with the power law 80 20 uh, compared to a normal distribution. And once fleets figure that out, you're going to see huge gains. I was curious if there's anything in the data anecdotally looking around 
if it happens to fall into that. Because my theory from being a freight broker was uh, it was 80-20, where 20% of your sales rep would drive 80% of the movement. I wonder if fleets and data and AI and safety follow a similar profile. Yeah, and actually, that's where you see a lot of the impact is, um, you know, I think you can see, we provide a lot of insights to, to different companies to manage it. And you can manage things from tenure of drivers. It can really help your onboarding programs to like proactively like manage uh, uh, more tenure drivers as well over time and incentivize uh, strong behaviors. But uh, you're correct. And I think a lot of the times, once you get the visibility, and I think it's really like the key is like getting that visibility you actually start to like narrow down your problems. I think like that's something that I see in the work we do, but you know, it's common across the industry. It's like, once you see it, you actually start to see low hanging fruit that you can actually start attacking um, and making changes that will really have a significant impact one to safety or to the overall operational efficiency. And, um, and we've seen that a lot in t- terms of applications of our software, but in general across the, the sector, you're going to see a lot as soon as you get that sort of first element of visibility, you're going to start seeing, oh, the, these things don't make sense. Uh, you know, someone with experience can start looking at it and, you know, tech can bring the insights to someone who can make a better decision. And the problem today is if you have to, like, analyze everything yourself, you just don't have enough time to actually think about the right strategies to pro- uh, propose. You don't spend as much time really uh, being proactive about things. You're completely reactive. And 80% of your day is just being reactive. And you can't easily make things better or the pace of making things better is much slower so that's where like i'd say like always in this one we have discussions with our enterprise clients as well it's just like visibility and then you'll very quickly see things to optimize and you're actually going to make each individual manager um managing fleets or or your assets much more effective just by getting them uh, total 360 visibility on the assets and it goes to our final one, what leaders plan on investing in in 2024, dovetailing into that, we have one of the charts, 45% upkeep and retention and training, uh, 43 new equipment, 40% workforce for workforce management software, fleet software to 37. That's what it does look like. Based on this information, these leaders, I'm assuming we'll see an acceleration because now with AI and other tech, I can actually figure out what employees I need to talk to and not waiting until they really screw it up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like that's, it's so clear, like investing right now, we see a big change. If you're trying to optimize your business, like you got to invest in people who are going to make the right decisions constantly. Like uh, you're going to have to run leaner. And that means um, kind of with the existing workforce you have uh, making each person more effective. Um, And that's also going to be making you competitive. Like ultimately, you know, we've seen it in the freight industry over over the course of 2023 and really through 2022 with so much contraction going on and, and still contracting at a fast rate every single month. The ones that are remaining are really optimizing their business. And if you make your business really strong during a pretty tough period right now, which is, you know, historic levels of toughness for the industry, it's it, it's going to pay dividends in the future. You know, there's going to be a time that the market will tighten, and the operational efficiency and the uh, and the rigor with which you kind of manage the business and the costs are going to uh, help in your long term margins as a business, and can make you much stronger position. And and so I see that a lot in the leaders. We talked to the leaders that came through the surveys. Is this is a time to invest in efficiencies? And looking ahead here, I've got about two minutes left. Any upcoming reports or data uh, you want to preview here for folks just checking it out? I know you have one that is uh, not under embargo till tomorrow, so can't, can't talk about the economic one yet, but what stuff yeah. up in the pipeline? <laughs> 
No, no, and uh, so yeah, uh, well, you preluded to like we got the uh, motive economic report coming out uh, tomorrow. It'll go live on, on on our website, and you know, even just talking about it, I think uh, some things that we're seeing overall is like one uh, one of the things we're looking for. I think it's talked about all over right now is is how's the retail sector going to fare coming into the holiday season. And so, you know, what we we've seen over the last couple of months is that we've seen a real rebound of. Um, of the retail sector, sector in general, but this is more. Uh, and so right now we exited October around 4% down year over year um, uh, compared to 2022. We, we kind of expect us to, to really tighten up uh, over the next couple of weeks. We actually expect this week to hit our peak, sustaining into next week uh, being a peak, uh, peak uh, period as well for freight moving into distribution facilities. We monitor distribution facilities, uh, tens of thousands of distribution facilities across the US. And uh, one of the big indexes we're going to publish tomorrow is our big box retail index, uh, monitoring uh, how early shipments are coming in in December uh, to these facilities. But a big trend uh, coming out that I can already talk about is, you know, we're finally getting a little bit um, better information about actually what's going into inventory. If we imagine H1 this year, there was this whole emphasis on destocking. So you saw we started the year about eighteen percent year over year down in terms of trucks going into distribution facilities for retail. Um, this is this was driven completely by a phase of like there was too much inventory in place. You saw that through the inventory to sales ratios that just like every retailer was trying to bring down in, in inventory and focus on destocking, which gave us a lagging signal towards what was really happening in terms of demand. And yeah. so what we're finally seeing is inventory is finally coming back in. And so you'll see that in the report we published tomorrow. And uh, I really uh, look forward to sharing it also. Looking forward to checking out as well. Running low on time. Folks want to get in touch, get in touch with you or Motive. Best way to find uh, that information. Yeah. So uh, please, uh, you know, look at uh, gomotive.com. You're going to find all the information, the publications that we do on a monthly basis. And, uh, you know, also through LinkedIn, we'll, we'll be sharing out a lot of the research that we, we publish uh, every month. Perfect. Hamesh, thanks so much for your time. Looking forward to that new data as well. Have wonderful holidays. We'll see a lot more retail activity, hopefully uh, soon and uh, keep folks rolling. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. That's going to be a wrap, but if you're just joining us, it's going to be on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you're going to find a podcast. Newsletter comes out Thursdays, 2 p.m. Next episode, next Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Join us each time. That's a wrap. We'll do it live.